Welcome to the Stars Hollow Weekly. I'm Dan. I'm Tara. Or even... I'm Tara. And I'm Dan. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, did we have special nicknames? And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 2. This one's titled, The Lorelei's First Day at Chilton. Because remember, they're both named Lorelei. And they're both going to Chilton. One of them's going for school purposes. One of them's just dropping the other one off. But to hilarious yes. extents. <laughs> this episode, um, it's, it's, you know, looking back um, right now, as you know, I'm, I'm currently watching ahead while doing this once a week watching as well. So it's funny. I, th- I think I'm in a season four right now. Um, I might have just started season five, too. The days just fly by. Um, it's just funny because this episode seems like a little uneventful, um, more of like setting up a lot of things. Um, well, we certainly do meet a lot of characters in this one. Yeah, that's the one thing I was going to say, too. It's you meet, um, again, you meet a lot of like longstanding characters. Their personalities really show through in your first meeting with them. So it is that, you know, maybe it wasn't like an eventful episode per se, but it sets the stage for, you know, everyone's personality in future episodes. And it certainly sets the stage for how a lot of future episodes unfold. It was a very formulaic episode. They're at the school... Um, there's some sort of drama at the school and also drama for Lorelai. Um, there's an argument with her mother. I mean, all of that happens. Right. And it's, um, and that's, that's true too. And, and I feel like, you know, I don't think this was an accident, but I feel like a lot of the things, like I said, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do this podcast without spoilers because I feel like a lot of things that were said in this episode end up coming true to a degree. Um, like, I don't know if you want to get into that go, right go now. Ahead, okay. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. But right away. And I, and I think so too, because it's only a couple episodes later, we meet Max Medina, um, who is Scott Cohen. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolf from the, uh, 10th Kingdom. Yes. So we'll talk more about that. Which when was we meet just him. right before this. It was. Yeah. So, um, right now, you know, when, when Lorelai is, you know, dropping off where I at Chilton, she meets who she calls a Chilton dad. And, um, number one, before I get into the point I'm trying to make, it's funny when you look at him and you're looking at, like, if you look at later relationships that Lorelai has, this Chilton dad is so not her type. Okay. Like, I don't know what it is, but just, like, looking back at it and, like, seeing him and how he operates and then looking forward um, at her relationships that she does have, she seems to like guys that are, like, more funny and witty and charming and things like that. And this Chilton dad kind of seemed very straight-laced, not her type at all. Also, his suit was rumpled. And for a guy who's taking their daughter to what is at least a $5,000 per semester school, at least $5,000 a semester, um, he could have had a nicer suit. And I understand I'm judging this by um, 2019 standards, and this is in 2000, but dude, get a better suit. Or at least (laughs) iron it, steam it. I don't know what you got to do. Maybe he also had a rough morning. Lorelai had a rough morning. Maybe his dog alarm clock didn't bark on time. 
Oh, that's right, because she has the fuzzy <laughs> alarm clock that... Her uh, cat didn't purr on time. That purrs. Yeah. That's funny. And, and it's amazing because <laughs> she has that. We were talking about this right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Lorelai is not a cat person. Yeah, and, and when you look forward in the show, you do see a lot more mention of dogs and getting a dog and wanting a dog. And Babette is, is they, the cat person. And she eventually gets Paul Anka. She, yes, she eventually gets Paul Anka. So, yeah, uh, Lorelai is more of a dog person, but she does have her, her cat alarm. Maybe that's why she's, like, a dog person later because her, you know, she... Cat alarm didn't work. And, but, well, speaking of Babette, this is the first time we meet Babette, the wonderful Sally Struthers. I met her years ago. Oh, my God. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Back when I worked at the dinner theater, she came in and did some shows with us. She was longstanding friends with, um... The theater owner, Sharon Hillegas. Uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, and yeah, Sally oh Sally was just absolutely wonderful. Met, met her, met Sherman Hemsley, met a, met a bunch heavens. of people. Yeah. So she was nice? Oh my gosh, was she delightful. Um, just lots of great stories about her that we don't have to go into right now. But yeah, right. she, she was just a genuine delight. That's, I love hearing that. Um, she actually has one of my favorite episodes. Um, it happens very early on, but she, um, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it because we'll talk about that later, but um, she's in an episode that kind of focuses more on her, and it's just, it was nice to see her, and, you know, thinking about that, I, I wish they had done more with her as the focus, um, but that's, I, I love hearing that stars are nice uh, in person. Oh, yes. She was absolutely wonderful, and... Yeah. And as and and it's just great because she's kind of you know Hollywood royalty, um, from all in the family oh, yeah. and everything like that. Um, and then she just does Babette ever become a a bigger character or is she always just kind of in the background at Stars Hollow? She's always in the background, but you know it's 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 like Miss Patty. Um, she's she's glue. Yeah. You know, if that if that makes sense, she's yeah. always she's always there, and she'll she'll show up, and um, like I'm thinking of a of an episode where she um, sung the national anthem before a hockey game. So it's like even if you don't like, <laughs> even if the story's like not about her um, or Miss Patty, they'll just be there, and they're they're the people that are like the glue to Stars Hollow. So. Um, I feel like there's that, unless I'm just really missing something, I feel like there's that one episode where she is more of a focus, and it's a really good episode. Um, it happens soon. I'm pretty sure it happens within the next couple episodes, but um, you'll see what I mean. Is her husband or boyfriend, uh, is he an old rock and roll guy? or Because like, he's dressed like he's out to go see Buddy Holly and the Crickets. And he'll always but... dress like that. It doesn't change. Okay. Um I, you know what? Maybe it'll be good. I'm going through it yet this sixth time. Um, maybe we could pay more attention to that. Does he ever I, take off his sunglasses? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll have to. We'll have to really watch out for that. Now, every episode, we'll make a note if we ever see him take off his sunglasses. I feel like in this episode they looked different. I don't know why. Right. Well, maybe um, he just gets new sunglasses. He might get new sunglasses. There might be like five, ten pairs of sunglasses he changes out based he on his mood. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> we'll, have, we'll keep a watch out for that. Because he was like partly. Old fashioned, also partly modern, because he was just wearing a regular t shirt underneath, like the bowling mm-hmm. shirt, and the bowling shirt was just open, hanging, hanging out. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, you'll see. Yeah, it's 
I don't know. He's just funny. <laughs> Either that or he's a member of the Buena Vista Social Club. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's like his backstory. They just never really get into it. But yeah, so anyway, I said I wasn't going to get too off topic. Um, but uh, going that's way, way... That's all this show is. <laughs> this is a Gilmore Girls. Is there anything that is on topic? Or is it all just one delightful tangent? That's true. Especially but... once Lorelai, um, the elder, gets going. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> no, you just, I've just, my thoughts started running when you said that. But yeah, so basically, we were talking about how this episode was like setting things up and setting characters up. So I was just about to say, A, you know, the Chilton dad just does not seem like Lorelai's type. But B, no. she even says um, to him and to Luke, I will not date a Chilton, uh, Chilton dad. Um, the reason is, is that she doesn't want to you know, cross her personal life with Rory's school life. But as I was going to say, in a couple, just a couple of episodes, you're going to see this happen with Max Medina and what happens when you cross over personal and school life. So it's, that's why I thought it was, this episode is setting up a lot. It's like, she says, I'm never going to do that. And then in a couple episodes, you see her do that. Well, to one extent, she's not really breaking her rule that she makes in this episode because mm-hmm. she's not dating a Chilton dad. Yeah, at the same point, she's dating a teacher. A it's teacher, arguably worse. And this is a, this is a very similar <laughs> conversation <laughs> that Lorelai and Rory have too. So, um, so that's why this episode is good because it sets that up. Lorelai um, is always full of good intentions. She is. She tries. <laughs> so is Emily, her mother, for that matter. The whole thing with the DSL? I thought so, too. I just, again, like we both said, we're we're pro-Emily. Maybe, you know, if we watched it yet another time through, we would be pro another character. But right now it is pro-Emily. You do see Emily, um, you know, she's calling Roar. And that's, I okay, I guess that's why, I, like, she's calling her. She called her, what was it, just twice or was it three times? Or, or maybe Lorelai ended up calling she her call- the third time yeah. to yell at her. Mm-hmm. But... Um, she calls her twice to ask Rory's size to uh, tell her she got a parking spot. You know, like, she's telling her all this stuff. But, like, if we look at it from Emily's perspective, she now has a reason to call Lorelai. What's a better reason than to ask her size, you know, yeah. Rory's size? Um, so it's... I'm sorry. Lorelai needs to get over herself a little bit because... Mm-hmm. Emily makes the great point in the fir- in the second okay. scene she's in, or rather a continuation of the first scene she's in, which is in uh, the headmaster's office, mm-hmm. of I'm allowed to pay for school, but I'm not allowed to be – I'm visit the school. I'm not allowed to be in her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that – that was delightful. Uh, oh, my doctor's in this neighborhood. Do I have to get a Do I have to get a note to come see him? Well, yeah, that's and we see where Lorelai gets her her spirit, her, her snark, her snark. I think I'm, on my notes I labeled it as her sassiness, but it's oh, that was just out and out snark in that moment. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. I loved well, it. Yeah. I want to take notes of how to be more like Emily Gilmore. Well, and and you'll see too. I used to want to take notes on how to be more like Lorelai Gilmore because Lorelai always had something fun to say, always something quirky to say. But while Emily might not do it the way Lorelai does it, she has you know that, that Emily's is air withering. About her. Yes, yes. So it's Lorelai will Lorelai become her mother. It. She oh become, yeah! Just as Lorelai oh, the yeah. Younger is—that's—that's that's Rory's new name in my book. Lorelai the Younger. Um, 
Just as Lorelai the Younger will become Lorelai the Elder, Lorelai the Elder will become Emily. I beg to differ, though, and we would be skipping ahead to the a year in the life. When she's about Emily's age. Not that, but when Rory, I would beg to differ that Rory does not become Lorelai. And that's something, I, I was thinking about that today, too, um, because Lorelai, she knew what she wanted. She went for it. She did it. She worked hard. She messed up a little bit on the way. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, this is an overall show con- comparison, but if you look at Rory's life, she starts straying very early and doesn't seem to get back on track, okay. even though she has everything going for her. But that may be a discussion we have to save for a year in the life. Um or as a on, retrospective right or later on when we start like i said i'm in that season five right now we start seeing uh, season four you start seeing a lot of well, ray's mistakes well yeah because she starts going off the rails once she goes to college yeah and she and then we see a year in life she doesn't really get back on so i see lorelei turning into emily mm-hmm. i don't think that rory turns into lorelei see I would argue I would argue mm-hmm. that she does except that it starts later for her. It's almost a um a delayed mature a maturation. She starts more mature, reverts to a more immature type right. of person or rather doesn't revert yeah. but becomes a more immature person once she heads off to Yale. Yeah, okay. And 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 then kind of stays there in in yeah. a in an extended adolescence and doesn't really mature. Lorelai had to mature early. Mm-hmm. As she said in the pilot episode, right. she became a mom and she had to right. she had to grow up. No, um, that makes much, sense, much, yeah. much to much to Emily's chagrin. It's just like we we wanted you to stay being right. our kid and we would have helped you with the baby and everything. Lorelai, being a very independent person, felt she couldn't accept that. Mm-hmm. No, I see what you mean. Yeah, you're right. Rory does start off very mature. Um, and like even this episode shows it maybe even more mature than Lorelai. Lorelai at some point. Mom, it's 710. We're at 715, 717. Right. She's not waking up with a cat alarm. But yeah, no, I see what you mean. Definitely. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to look at it a little differently, I think. Okay. Um, the, the, this show had just some wonderful lines. <laughs> Um, it did. I got. I gotta go through a couple of. Okay. Them. Um, Paris Geller. Uh, we meet Paris Geller, Lorelai's um, Lorelai <laughs> the Younger's uh, yeah. frenemy. Um, the school is my domain. The Franklin is my domain, and I'm going to be editor next year, and I intend to be valedictorian. It's just like wow. Yeah, and right there it sets it up of something. You know, people say something, and then the opposite happens. So right well, there. Also, um, insecure much? And that's Paris. Let's attack the new girl. Let's steal the file off of the desk in the administration mm-hmm. office to look at her, look at the stats, and it says, she's a journalism major. It's like, she's in 10th grade. Right. Do you really have majors in high school? Well, and children you do. Fair enough, because, <laughs> um, because Rory was warned by uh, the headmaster, Headmaster Charleston, um, in that's an entire issue altogether that she might fail out and failure that's okay failure is a part of life but failure is not part of children 
I know that warning and then seeing all our schoolwork stresses me out, but then it's funny because, you know, it, it doesn't start off this way, but um, Madeline and Louise. Who's who? <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> no. Seriously, nobody knows? It's no, like, you know. Are they always told no. Madeline and Louise while they're in the frame together and they just go, yeah? Yeah, they just, they're interchangeable completely. That's amazing. No, it's not true. I'm kidding. Oh, that would have been amazing though if it, like, if they kind of were. Um, like, um, on West Wing, Larry and, um, Larry and, oh, who was the other one? Stan. Okay. Um, they're always in the scene together and other characters would be like, wait, who's who? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> and then, and then in one scene, uh, the one guy just goes, yeah, we, we, even we don't know. <laughs> it just, no, it's not like that. Which was just like making a joke about like a little bit of lazy writing, but. But it's funny because, um, they tell her that, but later on you'll see. Madeline and Louise, they don't always do that great mm. on their yeah. work. Um, Tristan, for example, like... Oh, is he a little bit rapey? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize how creepy he was. I knew he was a... Like, he was like a jerk, obviously. He's harassing Rory because he obviously likes her. He's got a whole Brock Turner thing. Uh, <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah, it's, it's like... I at first was like, I can help you with your... Uh, I can help. I can lend you my notes. I can help you mm-hmm. with your homework. And she's like, "Oh, that'd be great." I'm like, "Oh, how great would it be?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh, dude, yeah, what kind of, the?" Yeah, and he physically and he leans moves. In. Yeah, it's really creepy. Like watching it again and calls really her watching Mary. it. Yeah, and calls her Mary, like the Virgin Mary. Like, uh, means you're a goody goody. Yeah, but you know, like like Rory says, "Wow, this is an advanced school. They're using biblical insults." But still, it is it is pretty creepy. It's, and he, it's very creepy, right? He becomes a little more, I don't know the word for it. You understand him a little more, but obviously it doesn't excuse the behavior. No, it does not excuse it. Um, but, uh, yeah, you meet him this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, we also meet so many other uh, mm-hmm. characters in this episode. We get a little bit more of Alex Borstein as Drella. <laughs> and I was reading uh, during the episode... She did an AMA on Reddit uh, years ago. Okay. And she had to take harp lessons. That is so, because it does look like she's playing. It doesn't, like, her fingers look in sync. Like, if the notes are lower, mm-hmm. you know, they're on the, the longer strings, if they're high. So it's it looks like she's playing. So I I wondered if she was. So I guess she really did play. Yeah, and we're going to need to, we're gonna need to hunt down that, <laughs> um, that original pilot episode where she played Sookie. That exists? That exists. They Ooh. filmed it. It exists somewhere. We need to find this. I Do it as a special episode. Life. Speaking of Suki, uh, we meet Jackson. Yes. Her fruit supplier and future husband. Aw. And you see them fighting right away about fighting the quality. Flirt. Fighting flirting. I don't think Suki is. I don't think either of them are flirting. You I don't think, think so. No, like with Lorelai and Luke, it's like it's it's kind of there, even if it's just playing around. I don't think with Suki and Jackson, it's flirting at all. Suki is very. She's intent on the how watery the peaches are. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird yeah. and funny. So you get to see that start right away. Um. So what do you think was the point of Lorelai mm. being in the Daisy Dukes just for the radio, as Rory put it? What do you think was the point of that? Just to make her a hot mess or? 
because she showed later, Yeah, I can be put together. I look nice. I can do this. I feel like it shows her quirkiness. She even paired the boots with it. You know, all of her clothes were dirty. <laughs> she could have still wore her heels, but, you know, she had to make an outfit. Uh, I feel like it showed her quirkiness, but it was... It was... Gosh, I don't know. Like, she shows up and her mom is there. It's it's like, of course. It would have, feel, like a Murphy's Law kind of thing. Yeah. Like, of course this would happen. I, I feel it was just here. a way to embarrass her, though. And this is um, mm-hmm. a point where I very much, even though I'm so very incredibly team Emily on so many things, mm-hmm. I sided with Lorelai. The headmaster offered to take her coat because she put a, mm-hmm. a big coat over it to hide the outfit. Right. And she said, no, it's okay. And then... <laughs> Emily said, Lorelai, you don't want to be rude in front of the headmaster. And it's just like, that itself is a very rude thing to do. Well, and... It's because she's not a child. She's a 30-something. Well, yes, yeah. And you you see that a lot. But, you know, Emily is... Whether this is labeled good or bad, however you want to call it, she is very concerned with social norms Mm -hmm. and the rules of being in a certain social class, you know, that's, that's her, Well, a lot focuses on that. The whole lives basically of what should have happened when, when Lorelai found out she was pregnant, there's certain rules that you follow when you find out your 16 year old is pregnant. That'll come up in a later episode, but. Which is wonderful when you get into, again, fast forwarding Mm -hmm. into the year in the life Mm -hmm. when she just basically screw it. I'm doing what I want. And it, it's delightful mm-hmm. watching her let her hair down. Yeah, it is. But And still be Emily Gilmore at the whole at the same time. It's there's ways to do things, there's rules, uh-huh. but I'm gonna ignore these ones. I love the rarities, the rare times when Emily Gilmore loses her shit. It's amazing. <laughs> We're bleeping that out. <laughs> we are oh no, I was gonna say losing her stuff. Or you know what? We can make it like The Good Place. Another great show. Losing, losing her, her shirt. That doesn't sound great, though. It's losing her shirt. Losing her shirt. Doesn't that mean you, like, gambled too much or something? Oh, okay. In that particular... <laughs> you're going to say it like that. But just like, oh, man. But it, it does set it up that Emily wants to follow certain social norms. And she wants to do things the, the so-called, quote-unquote, right way. So... That sets that up for the remainder of the series, basically. Um, What I found interesting was that um, Lorelai, at one point, actually, surprise, surprise, gets mad at Emily and um, says that, says to Emily, basically, she wants to decide how she lives, um, how she lives and how she parents her daughter, parents her Mm 16-year-old. Yet that argument wasn't good enough for Emily. Emily just also wanted to parent her 16-year-old child. Yep. So it's – it's we'll always see that that counterbalance, that fight between them. Lorelai believes that she should be able to parent Rory and dictate what Rory's life is like, even though that's exactly what Emily wanted. But, you know, it's – who's right in that case? Lorelai. It doesn't matter whether Lorelai's a 16-year-old or Lorelai's right. So yeah. that – Which is often – at least the surface premise mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. Lorelai's right. Lorelai's right. Even when they, whether Amy Sherman Palladino mm-hmm. means it or not, 
even when she's demonstrably not ready. Yeah, no, I think I think these layers were put in on purpose. Okay. It's it's too layered to be an accident. Okay. It's to me it is. It's just when when you watch the show and see all these different things and how you you look at something like that, like how Lorelai wants to parent her sixteen year old, yet Emily wasn't able to. There's always that there's always a mirror yeah. in that, which is I don't think that could be like a mistake. No. I think it was put in there, yeah. So what'd you think about Luke showing jealousy over Chilton Dad? <sighs> right away. It's He's right there, there right away. He's just and, the... and that's what I was thinking. It's they're both sitting there single mm-hmm. in that moment. He doesn't want to see her with anyone else, but he won't ask her out. And then she asks Rory, what do you think of Luke? Uh-huh. You think he's cute? And she's like, no, if you two broke up, we can't <laughs> eat here anymore. Again, foreshadowing something mm-hmm. that happens later. Um, but also continually postponing yeah. that. So it's like, okay, we're not masters of our own destiny. Yeah. But then when they walk away from Luke's, Luke comes out onto the porch. He's always there. And that's that's the one reason you're always fighting for them in your head, too. You want them to get together. Even though Max Medina is pretty great. Max Medina is a delight. I know. It's you can't understand why she doesn't end up with him. Maybe you can help me understand that because I still don't understand it. I know she's supposed to end up with Luke and everything, but I just cannot get Because she self sabotages. Yeah. Lorelai is not Lorelai in her own head will not allow herself to be happy. Yeah. She is her own greatest enemy. Oh, absolutely. And I, I guess that's why I think we talked about that in the last episode, didn't we? A little or was bit, that, I think. Yeah, but basically so. she can't end up with Luke because Luke is good for her. Mm-hmm. And she's good for Luke. But it's why all of her major relationships fail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, including at one point Rory, her relationship with Rory, because Lorelai self-sabotages. And that's one thing that Rory takes from her. Rory very much self-sabotages. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think Rory has it tenfold. Yeah, it like it hits this, her it yeah. hits her later, but then it hits her hard. It does. She really does. It, it's I think it's very much the fear of success. Um we said mm. uh, we said last time that um that Lorelai will do the right thing eventually. She does the thing that's good for her eventually. She proves that she's good at something mm-hmm. when she's forced to. Like, she doesn't go and start mm-hmm. the dragonfly until the Independence Inn burns down. Yeah. But she talks about the dragonfly for forever. Yeah, and she even sabotages that a little. We'll talk about that, but she... We'll talk about that later, though. But um, she does self-sabotage that even when she has the resources available to open the dragonfly. And she decides to do something else with those resources Mm -hmm. because of her own stubbornness. Mm -hmm. But um, no, you're right. She does self-sabotage. So, I mean, in a way, too, I feel like Luke is always there for her. And there is a little bit of that. She, like, toys with him a little bit. It's She'll call him when she needs him. He's always there to fix something. He'll drive her places, lend her things. And it's fun to have someone like that in Lorelai's world, someone that will always be there, but there's no commitment. There's no – you don't really have to have that emotional involvement. I like – speaking of that, fast-forwarding mm-hmm. 
maybe later this season, maybe okay. uh, a year or so away, when Richard, Lorelai's father, has his heart attack. Mm-hmm. And Luke takes her to the hospital, and he's there. And then just in the waiting room, I think it's Emily, says it to him. So when are you two going to officially start dating? Right. It's like everyone else can see it. Yeah. Except... Except those two. Except Lorelai to her, like, I think we talked about last time. It's more of, like, a like a fun flirtation. This is just something we do mm-hmm. to Luke. It's a little, you can see it's a little painful for him. Yeah. Because he wants it to be real, but still, he still doesn't do anything about it for some reason or another. So, moving um, mm-hmm. around a little bit sure. here. So... Headmaster Charleston. Yeah. Uh, played by the delightful um, <laughs> Dakin Matthews. Um, do we have to use uh, his job title as part of the means of how we address him? I mean, because on his nameplate, it says Headmaster Charleston. And then he introduces himself. I'm Headmaster Charleston. And by the way, his first name is Hanlon. So that's <laughs> not a great improvement. That is like old waspy money. Yes, right it is. It's like, wow. <laughs> but it's it's a trope that you see in TV all the time, and I have never mm. once heard it in real life. Principal Smithers or pri- okay. or um, or vice principal so-and-so. It's like, that's your job title. You don't get referred to by your job title as a means of address unless you're the president of the United States. Like, then it's like, hey, um, and then, hey, President Smith, how are you? But not job talk. I've never heard anyone call that other than, like, doctors. Right. So I feel like, especially for Gilmore Girls, though, by calling him headmaster, it really sets it apart. Because, you know, most of us went to a public school where it was, even though you might not have said, like, Principal Smith, it was still a principal. He's the headmaster. Yeah. But, like, combined with the last name. Combined with the surname there, it makes it feel beyond British. Like, it's just like in in the Christmas Carol, oh, young Master Scrooge, you're going to go off and do this. I'm looking forward to it, Headmaster. Just saying Headmaster, totally buy it. And and gives you that right. uh, very British way of doing things. And Dakin Matthews is almost British anyway, um, <laughs> with how the man talks. But another, but just, it, it feels almost too hoity-toity. And and just slightly unbelievable. I, I, I just don't buy it. And I well, and I feel it, but it's personally annoying. But again, I feel it's even though that happens, like you said, in other shows, I feel like it is a Gilmore Girls thing. Where look at his secretary. Mm. She's the if you think of a secretary for a stodgy upper class private school, that's who you would think of. It's almost that that other world caricature of what's expected so i feel like for for this show specifically that's to be expected like we talked about last time there's there are those elements where it's kind of gilmore girls isn't quite realistic yeah in a way so in it, it, this it, world i feel like headmaster Charleston, I feel like the title, how he talks, how he looks, it's he is a caricature of a headmaster of a private school in 
Connecticut. I, I just kind of wish they would drop the last <laughs> name when addressing him. Just be like, hello, headmaster. I'm looking forward to it, headmaster. Well, maybe they will. Maybe uh, we'll, we can I count how many times that they I, just call him headmaster. I feel like they won't. I feel like it's always going to be headmaster with his surname. I, I really, Again, I'm going to say I, I haven't I, paid I, attention, I, but... I, it just, it just, it just <laughs> like feels like that's the way it's going. Okay. All right. All right. So bringing things back around a little mm-hmm. bit, too, when you said, let's start... Um, saying one thing and doing another mm-hmm. i'm going to be valiant i, I intend to be valedictorian <laughs> yes um and then she's not spoilers <laughs> um it happens in the ve- it happens in the very first scene lorelei's painting rory's toes okay because the private school girls are bad girls and, <laughs> and you know that they have red toe nail polish on. right right um and that and, and Rory's like, yeah, no one's going to see it. I'm going to be wearing shoes. And then Lane comes running up. Guys, the new XTC album. Mm-hmm. And, and Lorelai throws down the nail polish <laughs> and runs in. And Rory goes, what about my nails? I only have one foot done. She goes, you'll be wearing shoes. No one's going to see it. I mean, it's I mean, it's great setup punchline. Oh, yeah. Of, but it is a microcosm of thing of how the show often works. We say one thing, we do another. Yeah. So I, I That's kind of how life is, though. Yeah, I... I, I, I I just thought it was cute. Well, yeah, like Emily says that she wants to buy uh, Rory a car. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai is like, nope, absolutely not. And then a couple seasons in, they're like, we're going to buy her a car. And Lorelai is like, that's cool. Like, it's no big deal. And even even Emily and Richard are caught off guard. And they're like, really? We're allowed to actually do something for our grandchild? I think that a little bit is a mm-hmm. bit of growth, probably on Lorelai's yeah, part. Yeah, no, and, and it is a it slow glacial <laughs> growth, but yes, and a little bit of maybe selfishness, but yeah. but yeah. But from the way Emily has been acting in these in these two yeah. episodes, I'm going to say that a lot of the coldness that I've associated with Emily Gilmore mm-hmm. um, throughout much of my history with this show. Mm-hmm will happen because of how Lorelai treats her throughout the first season. Okay. I'm guessing. Explain a little more. Because she's seen, I mean, she, not that she's the warmest person in the world, but she's right. excited. She's excited that she's in, as she thinks of it, her mm-hmm. girls' mm-hmm. lives. And Lorelai is doing everything she can to shut her out. Uh, and on the DSL internet thing, <laughs> I feel that if Lorelai had already learned about Rory's first day of school, and seeing the mm-hmm. sheer metric ton of homework that she has to do, she might have said, "Oh yeah, yeah, mom, thank you for the thank you for the higher speed internet." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she I might know, have been that case. Going back to the car, Rory is taking a bus back and forth, which a half hour commute in the morning. Drug dealers take the drug bus. dealers take the bus. Yeah, that that was that was something. Drug dealers don't drive their own cars, people. They take the bus. They are economical. <laughs> drug dealers are economical. If we have any drug dealers listening to the show, my cup is up to you because you know how to save money. But still, a car could have been really good for Rory. Um, I don't think she's licensed, you know, per se right now. But in the end, that made that would have made it a lot easier for Rory to get back and forth. Yet Lorelai's like, no, don't do it. So her stubbornness can transfer over to her daughter a lot. Whereas Rory's life could have been made a lot more easy, maybe not waiting for a bus or having to get up earlier or whatever. 
she could have driven herself. Cutting off, cutting off yeah, her daughter's nose to, to spite, spite her, her face. mother. To spite yeah. her mother. Yeah, no, like exactly. Not even her own face. Not her face, her mother's face. So I wonder if she would let the DSL go or if it was that spitefulness that yeah. kept her. Michelle, uh, not really used as anything other than a plot device to move things forward of let's go um, meet the Chilton dad one extra time. Um, mm-hmm. But his coming to fetch Lorelai to tell her things was delightful. Um, if I'm to fetch you like a dog, I'd like a cookie and a raise. Nah, he has great lines. And he then, always has great lines. And then the old lady, excuse me, can you tell me where we can find the best antiques? At your house, I'd expect. It's just like, wow, dude. Or there's someone waiting for you at the counter. It's just like, oh, is it my mother? It might be, I don't know. And then she sees it's Chilton dad. It's not my mother. There is a resemblance. It's just like, yeah. wow, dude. Yes. It's kind of amazing. Michelle has the best lines. Seriously does. He does. Oh, he, mm-hmm. he, he is, for this episode, he is my spirit animal. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He's, he's kind of mean. Oh, I know, but I love snarky mean characters. Going back through my history with television and movies, my favorites tend to be a lot of the meaner characters. And I thought your favorites were the, maybe not necessarily mean, but like grumpy. Well, yeah, but Michelle is very grumpy. He is grumpy. He is a grumpy character. Like Brainy Smurf was one of my favorites. <laughs> grumpy Bear from the Care Bears. Uh... I mean, Grumpy from Oh my goodness. Snow White. Grumpy has t-shirts. I need to point that out. That's true. I mean, That's not true. all of them have t-shirts. Very true. All right, so... Sneezy doesn't have a t-shirt. You'll like Michelle, then. Michelle. Michelle, yes. I want my chows. <laughs> That's actually kind of the episode I'm on in my own watching. Oh, the chows yeah. come in uh, early-ish? No, no. Remember, I'm like season, oh, four, season or four or five. Oh, yeah. 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 chows. So, yeah, you don't see the They only chew good shoes. That's right. I want my chows. <laughs> Do you have anything else? You have a, re- you have a really long list. Um, my list is really short we've gone, today. We've gone through a lot of my list here. The only thing that we didn't touch on, though, is we meet someone... You cannot not mention this Kirk. character. Yes, we kind of meet Kirk. But he's Nick. He's Nick. The DSL guy. The DSL guy. Even though he's Nick the DSL guy, you still see Kirk then in there. He's very Kirk. Yeah, it's very like stubborn. Like we were told it would be in the frog, but it was a turtle. You know, it's that very Kirk way of being. But he had a uh, <laughs> he had an accomplice in this episode. He did. Uh, the accomplice didn't like talk a lot, so maybe they just he had really... one line. He had one line. Yeah, so it's like they really did like Kirk and his interaction because he he does make he does make a um, an impression because when you do see Kirk later, you're like, wait a second, he looks familiar. He was from this episode, so I he... feel like they could just go back in and redub his name. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, you, you just, wouldn't even know. Just, yeah, because it it just make it a. Uh... Just ADR the name and make it fine. But yeah. uh, Kirk Gleason, the internet says his last name is. I didn't even know Kirk had a last name. I'm going to be honest. I I really didn't know. Played by the delightful Sean Gunn. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of you listeners, you know, obviously know him as Kirk. But of course, he crosses over into the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yep. This is where I don't know anything. All right. So, so. you've seen tra- you've seen trailers and commercials. Oh well, yeah. Right? So he he's he's one of the pirates, the Ravagers. Okay. Okay. He hangs out with the blue guy. Okay. Um, I don't remember his name in the movie, <laughs> but he's also the on-set body double for Rocket Raccoon. That is so neat. Yeah, so he's in like the motion capture suit, like Andy Serkis was for That's like, Gollum. Amazing. That's amazing. But he doesn't voice talent. Rocket. He he doesn't voice okay. Rocket. Right, right. He's the body for Rocket. So I'm, I'm, is he crouching? I don't know. Or do they just lower right. it? I, I have no idea. That's amazing. I though. have not seen backstage footage. Um, but he uh, he's Rocket Raccoon, and you're welcome. I love it. No, like Kirk, he's he's <clears throat> he's um. Right away, you could just there's just so much personality behind the the few lines he might have in any given episode. So you could just tell what he brings to that, right? Like that couple seconds. I don't even know if it was like a full, maybe a full minute. He was on screen. Obviously, he makes he makes a huge impression. Yeah, and he's pretty amazing. He's so. a he's a weird, interesting guy. Well, yeah, tall. It, it he's takes, six feet tall. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. I, I am looking at the internet right now. Um, Sean Gunn, born okay. May 22nd, 1974, so he just turned 45 years oh, okay. old, in St. Louis, Missouri. He's six feet tall. A lot of siblings, like a lot of siblings. Um, James Gunn, the director, Matt Gunn, Brian Gunn, Patrick Gunn, and Beth Gunn. So he has one sister and one, two, three, four brothers. He's okay. one of six kids. And... Um, yeah, he's known for the Gilmore Girls and mm-hmm. playing Craglin, that is the character's name, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Which was directed by his brother. Nice. Yep. Good to know. Yep. But yeah, I, did, I felt we could not end this uh this Well, you got to talk about Kirk. Podcast without without talking about Kirk even though he wasn't Kirk yet. How many jobs does Kirk have? Or <laughs> they made a joke that he has job. like forty-five jobs or something like that. Does he does he leave his jobs or does he just? I'm not gonna no because since you do not know the answer to this, this is one thing I'm not gonna spoil, especially for you. I cannot spoil that because it does become not a major plot point, but a major plot point of a specific episode. So I cannot how, answer this. How question. far in the future does this? Very happen? far. Are we, talk- have to wait. are we talking season seven? Oh, uh, maybe not seven. Maybe it does mm, five or six. Maybe five. Oh, come so on. you're gonna have to wait if we I'm really have to wait like two years. Yeah, but it's it's just funny. I I can't I can't ruin this one joke in this episode. You might watch or that you're gonna watch years from now. Sorry. Oh my lord! Sorry. I've I've locked myself in. Ah. <laughs> What if I promise to just like put earmuffs on, you tell everybody, and then I well, no, I, I promise to not listen to it when I'm editing. I don't want to break it. Just in, like we did warn <laughs> that we're going to be doing spoilers, though. But just in case, I I am trying to keep things slightly vague, so I don't. In wanna, some cases, yeah, I can't. I just can't. I don't know. It's I don't know why. It just it when you when you watch we, the episode. We mentioned that Richard has a heart attack later this season or early right. next season. So. Uh, was it? Uh, it's a hard like an episode. Whatever it is, he has it. Right, right. Go to right. the hospital. Right. I don't know why. I just, I, I can't. Okay. I can't. I don't All know right. why. All it's right. just so funny. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I'll, right. And every time uh, the great Sally Struthers is on screen, I'll mention something great about Sally Struthers. Okay. Very cool. That sounds good. It's not like I know her personally. I don't have her, like, 
phone number. Although that'd be amazing. That'd be pretty amazing. Um, I doubt I could ever get her on this podcast to talk <laughs> with us, but I could get other people that know her. And like, hey, welcome to Sally Shutterstock. <laughs> like a little side episode. Yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be like, all right, hey, uh, welcome to Sally Shutterstock. Um, the portion of the Gilmore Girls um, um, podcast mm-hmm. called uh, Stars Hollow Weekly, where uh, for five minutes we talk about Sally Struthers. You're really going to love the future episode then. I actually cry during the episode, so that's. That's not too far in the well, future, so well, you don't have to... No, I can't tell you. Though. What? What are we talking about? No, since you didn't watch ahead, I I just... I I, to... I did not. No, so I need I'm to... I'm going episode by episode. Exactly. So I want to see, like, your face. I don't want to tell you literally everything. Like, so. at most, I'm going to... At most, for watching... For recording this show, I will mm-hmm. watch, like, maybe two episodes ahead. Just um, kind of thing. But yeah. um, I feel like down the line, it might even become a... Instead of... Watch mm-hmm. the episode immediately record. It might be watch it a couple of times so I can watch it once just for sheer enjoyment and, and then go back and watch it again for individual notes. Yeah, it is weird watching it to take notes. Yeah, because I yeah. feel like I'm kind of missing a couple of yes. things. Yes. I feel like I'm seeing more things, but maybe things I don't want to see so much. Like, I, I like the feeling of the show more. I like watching it more for enjoyment mm-hmm. rather than taking my notes. And I, I think maybe that's why I skip ahead a lot when I talk about it because I like the overall feel of it and the overall storyline and the concepts like that than I do, like, saying, like, No, that's fine because oh, that's weird or this was weird or, oh, do you notice that sign was off or, you yeah. know, like, something silly like no, that. No, but skipping ahead and talking about it, that's great because this yeah. is just a conversation. Conversation yeah. that we're having about the show and um your extreme love of the show is what Eat. is getting me involved with it so i can Aww. guarantee you that if my mother can figure out <laughs> how the podcasting app works on her iphone she will be one of our listeners because she loves the gilmore girls Oh, didn't, okay, so maybe you just need to get a hold of her phone because I know you got a hold of my phone once and it kept downloading podcasts and I was yeah I other didn't, other shows I do yeah so you just need to get starting a hold, to take up room yeah you just need to get a hold of her phone you just one need day to listen just, to it yeah and so there you it'll go clear itself off there you go there you go to the shows <laughs> no absolutely but uh, now you you know that is why I want to do this podcast right because so you have someone to talk about Good More Girls yes. with. All right. But you can uh, take part in the conversation with us now. We have social media mm-hmm. that you can tweet at us. Um, we're going to have a Facebook page here in a hot minute. <laughs> and we have an email address where you can uh, contact us. So, um, oh, I just uh, closed out one of the pa- uh, windows I wanted to have open. Oh, okay. What window was that? Uh, Twitter, I think. Oh, Okay. You can get back to it right now. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting back to it right now. And I can cut this part out. Nice. So I don't have to keep talking to... No. <laughs> I'll cut this out, don't worry. Okay. Okay. Nope. Nope. That's not what I want. Nope. Nope. Crap. Where'd it go? There we go. 
Okay, so you can follow us on uh, Twitter. On Twitter, the show is at Stars Weekly Pod. S T A R S Weekly W E E K L Y Pod. And you can also email us Stars Hollow Weekly at gmail.com. If you want to share your thoughts with us about the Gilmore Girls, um, about how you think we're doing here on uh, the podcast, and all sorts of other good things. Yeah, we'd love to hear any theories you have or the overall concepts or any anything you noticed about subtleties in the show, anything like that. So we'd, we'd lo- I'd love to hear other opinions on that. It never happens, and they're on two separate sides mm-hmm. of the country, but they take place around the same time frame. I would love to see the Gilmore Girls cross over with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One's in California, one's in Connecticut. It's cool. I, I, I think I think it'd be amazing. I think it could happen. I'd love to see this. So confused right now. It's it would be awesome. Just, just <laughs> it, it would just be cool. Like because they both talk really fast. And use fantastic vocabulary. I don't think there's any vampires in Stars Hollow though. Not that we know of. Kirk okay. probably is. Oh, not no. He's not. You'll see why. Okay. There's, there's proof he's not a vampire. All right. He eats garlic. No, it's not that. It's he funnier. See, I can't. Do, I can't. Okay, fine, I can't. It's fine. funny. It's too funny. Fine. Just remember this. That okay. I, I know, right? I'll watch the episode completely forget, or I'll be like, that's it. And you're like, what are you talking this, about? This is your proof. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, go back and listen to <laughs> episode two. Um, <laughs> um, so how did we rate last week? How did we rate the episode? Oh, it was on... Um, it was a scale of one to ten cups of coffee. One to ten t- cups of coffee. I yes. am drinking coffee right now, by the way. Nice, nice. It's a really big cup of coffee. It's that's the, that's the one way I'm not like the Gilmore Girls. I'm not obsessed with coffee. I can't I totally yes. am. I drink French press. I do Keurig. <laughs> I'll do drip pot. I'll go to the gas station and get coffee. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be strong. Okay, it has to be good. I mean, like, if it, if, it, if it's not good, there is sadness in my heart. But I guess maybe I'm more like Luke, where he urges this, uh, in this episode, he urges Lorelai to please drink a cup of tea, herbal tea. Herbal tea. So I, I think I'm more like Luke. I think we talked about last time, is Luke a vegetarian? Uh, you're, you're Luke and I'm, I'm Lorelai? Luke. I'm Luke and you're Lorelai. Yeah, you Except talk Except I'm fast. a vegan now, so... That's by force, not by choice. All right, I had to give up the dairy. But, yeah, you know, I've the been vegetarianism a vegetarian by choice, for, but yeah, ten years. No, I, I feel like I feel like I'm a little more like Luke. I'm, I'm Luke. So you're crabby, and you fix my house. I'm not always crabby, but I, I am, I am not terribly handy, but I'm kind of handy. When are you crabby? I said I'm not crabby. You said you're not terribly crabby. Huh? I'm crabby. <laughs> Everyone's crabby sometimes. No, he's only crabby because Lorelai isn't in his life yet. So my Lorelai is in my life, so I'm not crabby anymore. Oh, so. you're Lorelai. You're my Lorelai. Oh, that's so weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, one to ten cups of coffee. What are you going to give this one? Um, You know, I have probably this is my seventh, eighth, tenth, fifteenth time watching it, and it was maybe it was a little boring to me today. So I'm gonna rate it. You know, like I said last week, I need somewhere to go with these ratings. I already rated last week an eight. I think I'm gonna rate this one a six. It kind of just was. All right. I also feel like this. uh, 
isn't deserving of top marks, but it felt mm-hmm. very much setting the table for yes. everything to follow. And a lot should be said for that. I don't remember what I rated last week. Um, okay. We should start probably keeping track. Oh, yeah, we should. Things. That'd be fun. Um, have a spreadsheet. <laughs> nice. We're getting technical over here. Yeah, I'm not going to make a spreadsheet. What are we talking about? What do I look like, Bill Gates? No, um... <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven, okay. Because it does set the table for how the show works. It does. It's like it's needed. Yeah. So I'm not saying like if it just jumped into things and yeah. whatnot, it you know probably wouldn't have worked. But just just as a matter of fact, it is just kind of an episode. Yeah, but um, see, episode one, the pilot episode, mm-hmm. very much set up the story. And more or less who these characters are. Right. Um, episode two gave you the formula for how a lot of the episodes work. Yeah. So. I did. I, I, I think. Minus uh, the dinners. I love when the episodes the start with the weekly dinners. I don't know why. I just, I love it when but it But not every episode. Way. I wish every, because they were a weekly show, it would be kind of great if every episode happened. Right. And sometimes the dinner did need to happen in the middle because the dinner was more of a a plot point or needed to be longer. Um, I don't know why though. I just love when they start with a dinner and like a small little quip. I think it's pretty right. cute. So, so you're giving it six. I'm giving I'm it seven. Six, yeah. And uh, who is this episode's most valuable character? Oh, who is the stars? Uh, hollow star. <laughs> who is the stars? Hollow star. Oh, that's a good question. Time's ticking. Paris. Paris Geller. Uh, yeah. All right. Give me a reason why. She just, she makes it known. She makes herself known. She makes who she is known. She's, she's, she's there. She's Paris and she's there. She, she is insecure as anything, but yes. really weirdly confident about it. <laughs> That's basically she's Paris. A, she's a bulldog. Yes. Yes, she is. And I like how very unlikable they make her to the point of encouraging the audience to not like her. Oh, yeah. she. I mean, she's starting off as the bully. And I'll give you my theory on the bully of shows next week because yeah. I think we're we're running a little long. But Yeah, we're at 53 now. Oh, okay. Minutes. Yeah, so we'll talk about that next week. But um, okay. I just think I think Paris is the star. She's the most interesting one in this episode. Okay. Well, what about uh, you? Um, oh, yeah. I, I need to vote, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, goodness. Paris is a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Rory. Okay. Because it was her first day at school. Yeah. And you saw her step up. She, dis- mm-hmm. I think we didn't even talk about it until this moment. She accidentally destroyed Paris's history project, the she castle sure with the moat, and then really stepped up and took the blame for it, and said and and agreed with the teacher that she would help Paris uh, rebuild it, and Paris refused the help. Yeah, no, so true. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Lore- right. Lorelai the younger is. <laughs> is uh, this week's most valuable character. All right. Sounds good. All right. Next week, episode three. Uh, let's see what that episode is. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, he's typing. Season one, episode three, Kill Me Now. Rory and her grandfather enjoy a glorious day of golf, making Lorelai feel left out. 
The inn hosts a double wedding with two sets of identical twins. Okay. I, yeah, it's a good episode. So I think this might be the only episode where I'm like, kind of like, ah, that was a little boring. I think from now on, it's the, they hit the ground running. So you're going to laugh a minute for the rest of season one. Laugh a minute. Um, character development, fun things are happening. Quirky, you know, it's, you're going to like next week. All right. Um, do we have a sign-off yet? Not yet. We keep saying we're going to do it. We're going to have a cutesy sign-off or something. I don't know. This cup of coffee is to you. Have a cup of herbal tea? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a coffee emergency. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. That'll be funny later. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Every day is a coffee emergency for you. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Yeah.